The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Plenty of people still getting in touch about what happened on Thursday night and by extension the implications for Helen McEntee uh, in her job as Minister for Justice and Drew Harris in his job as Garda Commissioner. Dave in Dublin says, I'm a bus driver driving through the city centre daily on the north side. It can feel lawless. And as soon as I heard of the stabbings, I said to my wife that if they can link this in any way to a foreign national, there will be trouble. So I predicted it. And yet our Garda Commissioner and Ministers didn't. They both need to go. So says Dave. Another listener says, shocking how Drew Harris and Helen McEntee are still in their respective positions. Both of them are all style and no substance. Only after the Thursday does the Commissioner back his guards. It says everything as regards vehicles. The organisation has never been worse off. I work for a roads policing unit and we don't even have an unmarked car. That listener, obviously, from a serving member of the force, that text rather from a serving member of the force, 87 106 uh, is the number. This has been the topic of debate and discussion in the Dáil today. Indeed, in Leinster House, uh, the, the broader issue has been talked about uh, since this morning. There was a cabinet meeting, a disagreement around that cabinet table by all accounts. Uh, Eamon Ryan suggesting parts of Dublin City are absolutely unsafe despite what Minister for Justice Helen McEntee has to say. We then had leaders' questions and then lengthy statements all afternoon ongoing lengthy statements um, about what happened on Thursday night and as I said by extension about Helen McEntee's future as Minister for Justice. Uh, with me to discuss is the Fianna Fáil Senator Lisa Chambers, uh, Louise O'Reilly, Sinn Féin spokesperson on Workers' Rights, Enterprise, Trade and Employment as well as Nessa Harrigan who is the Green Party's Finance and Health spokesperson at TD for Dublin Central. You're all very, very welcome. Louise, have you confidence in Helen McEntee? No, I don't. And uh, and I base that on the fact that I, I sat in the doll this evening. I listened to the minister uh, deliver her, uh, her script and there was nothing in it, not one word in it that filled me with confidence. The really important factor is control was lost in our capital city on Thursday evening. The minister cannot even acknowledge that. Instead, what we got from her were uh, a lot of kind words and we all had kind words because we all wish the little girl who is in hospital and and her crash worker, we all wish them well. And we all want to see her make, uh, both of them make a full recovery. We were all horrified by what we saw, but the book stops with the minister. And to come into the doll this afternoon and to re-announce uh, her budget of 10 million euros for overtime. But worse than that, to claim to have opened two new Garda stations in the north inner city, they were Garda stations that were closed, reopened. And one of them, for most of the time, as was pointed out by my party leader, Mary Lou MacDonald, who was also a TD for that constituency, uh, the one on O'Connell Street usually has uh, only one person in it. That person has to stay at their post behind the desk. And the minister came in. That was all of the assurance she could offer. And still, still she has not acknowledged that there was a loss of control in Dublin City on Thursday that put our emergency services at risk, our Gardaí at risk, people who were visiting Mm. and working in Dublin City Centre and people who live in Dublin City Centre were put at risk. There was a loss of control. The minister can't even see that. She can't acknowledge that. She's not listening. She doesn't seem to realise uh, what was happening. And you just read out the text there from, from a bus driver. I have been approached by countless people in the last number of days and they will say it was as plain as the nose on your face what was going to happen. And yet the minister and the Garda Commissioner remain uh, capable of being surprised by what was very, very obvious uh, to, to anyone watching on. Lisa Chambers, Fianna Fáil Senator, uh, should 
the Minister for Justice today, at least if not, acknowledge the reality that for a couple of hours there was pure lawlessness? I think that has been acknowledged. I'm not sure about her, her exact words. But I think even Pascal Donoghue, who's also a TD in that constituency, acknowledged on Friday that for a period of time, Thursday night last week, that there were parts of the city that were not safe. Um, and certainly it was a no-go zone. So I think that's accepted fact. I was in thir- I was in Dublin City myself last Thursday, wouldn't normally be here on a Thursday evening. Um, so I witnessed for myself what happened to our capital city on that night and the violence and the thuggery and the looting. Um, it was a, just a shameful day for Ireland. And I think, you know, even if you're not a Dublin, I come from Mayo, but Dublin's our capital and it reflects on the country. And we were all deeply shocked and saddened by the attack on those children and that poor little girl. Should Drew Harris and the senior people around him and the Minister for Justice have seen this coming? There, I mean, my party in Fianna Fáil, we have been highlighting issues around crime for quite some time. Uh, my own colleagues in Dublin for well in excess of a year have been calling for a dedicated transport police. Um, I recall that when we came back after the summer recess, the very first private member slot for Fianna Fáil in the Shannons where I lead, uh, was on crime uh, and policing. So we have been saying that there are challenges with policing uh, and criminal behaviour in the capital. Is the Fine Gael Minister Dublin. for Justice listening to you though? Well, I do I do think that those messages are getting through and that there's a, an acknowledgement that we need more guards. I mean, that's as plain as, as the nose on your face. And it's not just Dublin. You know, we've had antisocial behaviour issues in Galway City. We've seen scenes there a couple of months back at Lone as well. So it's not, in, Dublin obviously is is the, the focus, but, um, you know, there's, in my view, there's been a change and level of lawlessness that has taken hold during the COVID period that never receded when we went back to, to normal, if you can call it that. Uh, there were just gangs of, of young people roaming around the streets in Dublin that are intimidating people and just thugs and, and criminals and, and, and con- conducting themselves in, in a criminal way. So th- that is a problem and businesses will tell you that as well. So this is an ongoing challenge and that's why government have increased investment into the Gardaí. That's why we have uh, ramped up recruitment, acknowledging that we did close Templemore for a period during COVID. Rightly or wrongly, that happened. And that meant we're trying to catch up on that period where there was no recruitment. So, And we have a number of Gardaí exiting the force uh, before you'd expect them to. So people retiring early. And again, there's a number of reasons for that. There were changes to the pension, but also the idea of a job for life isn't such a thing anymore. Um, you know, members of Angarda Shiakana are, are finding that, mm-hmm. you know, when they have a certain amount of years done, that they often find a good uh, offer in the private sector. So for lots of reasons, we have more Gardaí exiting before, say, full retirement. Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and so not to be dismissive of those problems, and, and they exist in, in in other areas as well, and the defence forces, yeah. which you would be well um, uh, versed Absolutely. in as well, uh, the same problems time, and the yeah. same concerns. Uh, <clears throat> one of the most egregious aspects of all of this, though, surely, is that the guards themselves, individual guardy, were unsure as to how they could confront protesters who were attacking, physically attacking that's, them. They, they weren't sure yeah. whether they could take out their baton, a force that's been around for the guts of a century and has been carrying batons for all of that time, and whose job it has been for the entirety of that century to confront angry people, wasn't sure how to go about it. Yeah, that's been that's been a big topic of discussion here in the Oireachtas today. This is our first sitting day back since last uh, Thursday's event. So it's been obviously the topic that has dominated discourse for the entire day and it will do for the week as well. Uh, and what that's one of the issues raised is that Gardaí can use, as we know, reasonable force, but there seems to be a reluctance to do what is needed to protect themselves and to protect citizens and that they are afraid, clearly, of being reprimanded and going mm. before GSOC. And that's creating a chilling effect across the, the, the force. And the footage that we saw on Thursday of individual are the yeah. isolated, uh, unable to defend themselves because they were get surrounded by But I think, I think and that's sorry to cut across, what, I think what frustrates 
individual members of the force is that they've been banging that drum for years now uh, about GSOC looking over their shoulder and the fear they have about, you know, acting in the interest of their own safety, that they would be reprimanded for it. And it takes absolute anarchy in Dublin city centre for Helen McEntee to stand up and say, oh God, yeah, this is a problem. We better do something about it. Yeah, look, this should have been clarified a long, long time ago. And if we look to, you know, if we take France, for example, when you think of riots in the streets, the most recent example we would have seen are, are on the streets of France. And you can see how the police respond there. It's not a softly, softly approach. When there's thugs out looting shops, they're causing, causing disorder uh, and violent behaviour. Uh, the batons come out fairly strong. And I, I'm sure your listeners would agree the same response should happen here. Um, we shouldn't have gangs of mainly men roaming the city centre, uh, robbing r- runners out of footlocker and looting arnas. For what purpose? I don't know. And trying to connect that to what mm. happened to those poor children. There's no connection there. You're not out in solidarity with those poor kids or their carer when you're, you know, stealing runners out of out of Arnott's. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, but was even just, if you're not, even if you're not of the hang them high persuasion, I mean, the idea that they that they they need a kind of direction and clarity on when to do something that well, they should know how clearly, to do. I mean, that that is a failure. Afraid. Yeah. Clearly, they're afraid well, to use to use force when it's needed, and l- that's. That needs to be addressed. They should not be afraid to use reasonable force to protect themselves and and to protect citizens. And can I just say, the Gardaí that went on the streets last thirty last Thursday, I want to absolutely commend. They are they are heroic. They went out into really difficult circumstances. They put their lives on the line. I'm sure their families were terrified for those Gardaí on the streets. They did an exemplary mm. job, and they are to be commended by all of us for what they did last Thursday to I'm, get the city back under control. I mentioned Nessa Harrigan is with us as well, Green Party uh, TD for Dublin Central. Uh, Nessa, do you have? confidence in the Minister for Justice? Well, I mean, I was in Store Street not too long ago, a few weeks ago, with a senior guard saying, I don't have confidence that the way you're policing the far right in East Wall is working and is correct. So I can't honestly say that that I have confidence. Now, I'm not a government TD at the moment, so I'm not sure how much difference that makes. But to be honest with you, I can't believe that this is the focus of the debate because a vote of no confidence isn't even in my top five of things that we could do to actively help the community in Dublin Central. If that's the best suggestion that we have, then we have zero idea is about how to help. And I would actually agree there with Senator Chambers that a transport police is something that we've been asking for and thinking about for quite a while and and a more interventionist approach to policing the far right. But, you know, I I am very wary of this idea that, you know, the Gardaí don't understand the concept of reasonable force and that somehow we need to back away from GSOC. I mean, you could argue that, that, okay, the lines aren't clear enough, but, uh, you know, Gardaí should be accountable. They're a, 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 a... force for policing the peace. And I'm kind of horrified to suggest that we would have a more French approach where they're very quick to batter people. And, you know, like there was a report came out last year, the public order policing report that found that the Garda Shikona did not have a strategic risk assessment on how to police public order. Those are the kind of things that we could do now and be serious about rather than saying that actually, you know, Garda shouldn't be accountable. I'm, I actually completely agree that what Garda did last Thursday, I was worried for them. They were incredibly brave. But I'm very wary of this idea that we can just throw a huge amount of police onto the streets and that will solve it. Even even the commissioner himself was saying to the JPC at Dublin City Council yesterday that we won't police our way out of it. We've just thrown 10 million at this issue that sometimes the answers here are more complex than that. And and I really think that we have to get serious about what happened in our community and, and what that means going forward. So what did happen? 
I think it was that perfect storm, that tinderbox of a very organized far right group who knew exactly what they were doing and were able to use social media platforms to mobilize people very, very quickly. And in an area that is really doing far more than its fair share in terms of providing services um, to some of the most vulnerable people in our society. And it became a very difficult situation. The backdrop to this, I have to say, the backdrop to, you know, this attack and also those riots is nothing to do with, you know, new communities in our country. It's nothing to do with immigration. The wider context is actually about disinformation and social inequality and people looking to exploit a political opportunity. We know the far right are organising in this country. They're they're well funded and often not funded within this mm. country. And those are the kind of interventions that we need. And what we've seen in this constituency for at least over a year now is a total hands-off approach and those chickens have come home to roost. uh, Louise O'Reilly, I guess what we did see, you know, made manifest in Dublin is something we've seen elsewhere, which is kind of a a small, well-organised group of right-wing lunatics who take advantage of, of genuine anger and upset over issues and then ferment that to create hate and misdirect it. Uh, towards yeah, immigrants. Have, how, how does changing yeah, the Minister for we, Justice do anything about that? What we have in uh, in Dublin at the moment uh, are 450 fewer Gardaí than were on the beat in 2009. So resources have been depleted. We have a community that has been starved absolutely of uh, of resources. But it's very interesting to hear the two uh, contributors, be they in or out of government, and it's hard to keep track sometimes, but they defend the government nonetheless, both of them, talk about the need for a transport uh, for for a transport police, I agree with that. Sinn Fein agrees with that. That's why we budgeted for it. But I mean, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, supported by the Green Party, have held both finance and the, the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform since the formation of this government, and they haven't put as much as a shilling into uh, transport police. So it's not government policy. Uh, they haven't, you know, the, the the people on the call haven't been able to persuade the people in their own parties that this is uh, that this is necessary, and they certainly haven't been able to persuade the ministers or anyone in charge. Sinn Féin put that in our budget. We believe that that's important. I met with the NBRU NBRU here in uh, Leinster House last Thursday and the number one item on their agenda was the the safety of their staff. They are fully in support of uh, transport policing. That is something that we absolutely should do. But what we saw on Thursday where Gardaí left exposed, members of our emergency services left exposed, workers and other people trying to go and come from work left exposed because there was a loss of control. There are not enough Gardaí in Dublin City. The population has grown since 2009. Nobody will dispute that. And yet the numbers of Gardaí on the beat have gone down. So saying that Gardaí are leaving because they're getting these uh, uh, mythical lucrative roles in the private sector, they're leaving because morale is on the absolute floor. And the book stops with the minister and with the Garda commissioner. That is a a fact. Sinn Féin spokesperson of Workers' Rights, Enterprise, Trade and Employment. Nessa Harrigan is the Green Party Finance and Health spokesperson and a TD for Dublin Central. And Lisa Chambers is a Fianna Fáil senator as well, party spokesperson or Shannon spokesperson of Foreign Affairs uh, and the EU. Thank you all very much uh, for joining me on the show. Sharon says, three months before the attack on the American tourist, I saw teenagers throwing stuff at tourists on O'Connell Street. I emailed the commissioner asking him if he'd just written off policing in Dublin. They cannot say any of this is a surprise. So says Sharon anyway. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.